We are visual creatures and all of our lives we spend interpreting visual information and pulling information out of the things that come in through our eyes. Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of Data Stories. My name is Moritz Stefana and I'm an independent designer of data visualizations. And actually I work as a self-employed truth and beauty operator out of my office here in the countryside in the north of Germany. Yes, and I am Enrico Bertini. I am a professor at NYU in New York City, where I do research and teach data visualization. That's right. And on this podcast, we talk about data visualization, data analysis, and generally the role data plays in our lives together. And usually we also do that together with the guests we invite on the show. Yes, but before starting, just a quick note, our podcast is listener supported, so there's no ads intruding while you're listening. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us with recurring payments, and you can do that with going to patreon.com slash data stories, or if you prefer, you can also send us a one-time donation going on paypal.me slash data stories. That's right. And just to say, we're, we're happy about any contributions. And, and if you cannot, please don't bother. But if you can, like, spare a dollar or two, uh, it always makes us very happy and keeps the, the show going and running. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and to us, it's just much nicer if we're not backed by a big corporation, but uh, as you as the listeners. So, yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah, so I'm just back from uh, Minneapolis. Uh, so I went to IO Festival once again. I was there for the first time, 2011. So for me, it's sort of, uh, yeah, big uh, personal thing already. To, <laughs> yeah, and I keep coming back and see everybody, you know, how everybody has developed over the years. And it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite, maybe my favorite conference, I, I would say. Um, yeah, so, you never missed one? Oh, yeah, I, I missed a couple oh, you of did. them, but oh, yeah. it's, yeah, it's can't can't do it every year, right? But <laughs> I've been to four or five, and and it's they keep improving. And if you can make it next year, definitely go. It's it's a really really good conference. Um, it's not just data visualization; it's all kinds of design, art, society, technology. Really big themes, really, and they do a really great job of really putting interesting sort of cross cutting program together. It's a, not just the usual suspects, you know, but, but always interesting <laughs> people you never heard about. And I really appreciate that. But this year, from a data visualization, like strictly point of view, there was Nadi Bremer, who's like probably, you know, doing the most interesting work in the world, maybe right now, I would say. <laughs> and there's Nathan Yao, who has been such a longtime follower and, and commenter on the scene. And he actually rarely gives talks. And so um, that was a big thing too. And, and a big, big moment to have him on stage and deliver a really good speech. And yeah. there will be videos soon. So we will link to them from the blog post, I guess. And again, next year is 10 year anniversary. So if you can can make it, definitely try and make it. That's, that's my advice. <laughs> <laughs> and that's for you as well, Enrico. I haven't seen you there. So yeah, yeah. Every year we say the same thing, right? It's like, you should <laughs> exactly. come. Yeah, I should yeah. come. <laughs> I should come to this and you should come to Iowa. <laughs> right. Maybe we should just yeah. swap places. At some swap. Point. We should yeah, swap. Yeah, 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 I'll yeah, give you my absolutely. ticket and you, I get yours. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yes. 
Yeah, enough about us. Um, <laughs> as usual, we have a great guest today. And today we have Eva Lotta Lamm on the show. Hi, Eva Lotta. Hi. Hi, Eva. Hello. Great to have you on. Can you tell us a bit about your background and what you're doing now? Sure. I wish I had uh, such a beautiful title as uh, Truth and Beauty <laughs> Operator. I have to think about something. Took me a um, while to come up with that one. <laughs> um, I draw pictures. So um, I'm a designer. I used to be a UX designer for many, many years. Um, but now my focus is to actually make things visible and visual. Mm -hmm. So I help companies to visualize complex topics or problems so that they, that they can see them from a different perspective. Um, and I also help them to be more visual themselves in their thinking, in their communication, in their collaboration, uh, by teaching workshops um, and teaching, teaching them the basics of sketching and sketchnoting and visual mm -hmm. thinking in general. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also why we wanted to have you on the show, because it's such a great compliment. So we talk a lot about computer generated data you know driven visuals to help people like see the invisible basically or make it more mm -hmm. tangible and what you do is first of all analog of course so you you do work a lot with pen and paper although probably also have some digital tools yeah <laughs> i do tool belt, right? <laughs> and what is not yeah, yeah but i guess it often starts with like a much more analog process and it's not really i guess data-based but more based on your understanding or perception of Or, uh, what, what's going on or what's most important maybe to display? That's always the question. What is data, you know? <laughs> but I think I don't yeah. want to touch that one because yeah. probably yeah. I, I talk with the experts here. Yes, mm -hmm. but um, a lot of my process these days is analog or working analog in a digital tool like sketching uh, on a digital tool like a like a tablet, an mm -hmm. iPad or, or a Wacom tablet. Um, but... Um, As a designer, and I used to be a UX designer, of course, the final product was always a digital product. Uh, but mm -hmm. sketching is a great first step to kind of clarify your ideas and um, uh, capture some things that you want to try out before you actually jump into the computer and use digital tools to make final designs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I guess there's a lot of... Um, parallels with data visualization as well because of course the final visualization you do that with digital tools but first you have to think about what you actually want to create what things are important what is the concept and uh, i see sketching as a thinking tool Right, right, right. Yeah, and I looked a bit at what you do. There's a lot of stuff. You, people, you should look to Eva Lotta's website. She has beautiful books and does workshops and uh, amazing Instagram account and so on. So lots of output. And and I noticed there's a couple of different sort of genres that you're sort of working in uh, that maybe from an outside so, seem to blend together, but maybe you can explain a bit the the differences as well. So there's <laughs> sketchnoting. Uh, there, there's illustration, I guess, but you also write about visual improvisation. So can you tell us a bit about like what are these these different cool subfields of working with pen and paper that you're involved in? All right. Um, <laughs> I think when I go to from, the, from the broadest to more specific, I think um, the broadest term I like to describe my work in is the, is the term visual thinking, because for me, really sketching and visualizing uh, as a thinking tool. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that you mentioned, sketchnoting, it's a quite specific thing. It's basically taking visual notes. So when you take notes, for example, from a conference you visited, like 
the IO Festival mm -hmm. or other talks um, or from meetings or books that you read that you not just write down words in a linear way, but that you use both uh, words and little images together to um, uh, kind of capture Uh, the content so that you can remember it better and it becomes actually easier to scan through and easier to um, uh, remember things as well. Mm -hmm. And that has become a whole genre in the last 10 years or so, right? It's like this, yes. these visual summaries of a conference talk or a meeting or or something like this, right? It is really pretty crazy how, <laughs> this, how this field developed because... Um, I remember, I remember first encountering the, the term sketch notes, and mm. that was, I think, in 2007, 2008 mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. on Flickr. I found the work of Mike Rohde, and I think he <laughs> put sketch notes there and called things sketch notes from one or two conferences that he went to and took these kind of visual notes. And I had just been to my first design conference and I looked at his notes and I'm like, damn, that looks a whole lot like the notes that I take. They're kind <laughs> of naturally visual. And I'm like, okay, so um, I guess they are sketch notes of what I do. Mm -hmm. And so I started uploading my stuff on Flickr as well and tagging them sketch notes. And then, I don't know, maybe a year later, there were maybe four, five, six people, mm -hmm. you know, contributing to this hashtag. And now there are kind of tons of books and um There's even a sketch note, international sketch note bar camp happening for the third time this year, and it's it's a whole it's a whole industry. Let's put it like that. So, do people then take sketch notes of people talking about sketch notes, or how does yes, oh. there it's are meta. meta 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 sketch notes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. And it uh, it has become like a whole profession almost. Yeah. Sometimes yes. people call, also call it visual recording, I think. Is that the same or is it um, is yeah, that different? Mean, like subtle? <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a lot of debate about words and, you know, like in every discipline. But yeah. um, I give you my take. There mm. is also the discipline of graphic recording, um, which actually has been around for much longer. Mm. Uh, uh -huh. That's That has started in the 70s and comes more from the from the business side and faci ah, okay. facilitation side. Mm -hmm. um, usually when you when we talk about graphic recording, we talk about sketchnoting in a large format. So somebody recording a talk or a discussion on a big wall by in the side at the side of the room that everybody can see mm. it. Mm. And that related to that, there's also a discipline called graphic facilitation, which is actually not only recording what somebody else or a group says, but using mm -hmm. visuals in a in an active facilitation process. So working with visual oh. templates to think through a problem and ah, okay. and work work through a whole process. And is mm -hmm. the style mm -hmm. similar? The visual style. Are you talking about the visual style? Yeah, the visual style. Yes, it's um, it is probably it is probably relatively okay. similar. I mean, now um, in the last few years, uh, I think especially in the graphic recording scene, the visual style has become quite elaborate with some people because a lot of illustrators have also entered the industry. Traditionally, this graphic recording and facilitation comes way more from the business side uh -huh. and is way less kind of comic style ah. and more um, simple icons and boxes mm -hmm, and connections mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. arrows and things yeah. like that. But I think the style is getting more um, elaborate, at least um, with professional people offering that as a service. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in sketchnoting, I also notice people really enjoy like typography as well and sort of almost go in a calligraphic direction sometimes, like to make really art 
an artwork of the whole composition as well, also with the text? Yeah, the um, I would say the boundaries are kind of um, c quite open. You know, what is a what is a sketch note and what is an illustration, and then lettering comes in as well. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, sketch notes are also the, the difference is also that it's a, for me it's a personal thing. So it's really notes that I take for me to remember stuff. Mm -hmm. So my filters are pretty personal as well in terms of what I capture. I mm -hmm. mostly capture things that I find interesting. And sometimes I leave out things that I already know. So mm. for me, it's not it's a, a complete... Like reporting or like a journalistic activity in a sense, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, but also um, I don't see my sketch notes as a complete summary. Okay. If mm -hmm. I do a complete summary or a sketch note for somebody else to make a summary, it mm. is a slightly different um, exercise because I have to be much more comprehensive mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and think about um, not only what interests me, but also which things are needed to give a whole overview of the topic. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a, it's a, the boundaries are, are difficult to define very clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's super fascinating. And if you look on Instagram or Pinterest for these types of genres, you will see how much culture there is already around all these practices. And it's, it's, it's amazing. I think. Um, yeah. And also, and Yeah, I mean, you, you also mentioned, um, like as a discipline, you mentioned illustration and actually a lot of things that look like sketch notes or have the sketch notes look, they are actually illustrations. So for mm -hmm. me, an illustration is something, uh, or let's put it the other way around. A sketch note is something that is done in real time, in my opinion. So when there's a talk, you take notes in real time. And of course, you can do a second round afterwards to give it a bit more structure, to reorder things, to make it clearer, to, to complete it. But then it becomes more of a, of an illustration, you know, like mm. a, a, an information illustration or something like that. Right. I like the aspect of the real time in sketchnoting. Yeah. It's a little extra challenge. Yeah. And it's sort of, you have to look ahead a bit <laughs> in terms of, okay, so I have like a th two thirds of the page left, you know, how much do I use for the current point? How much do I think will still be coming? So it's a, it's a strategy game in a way, right? <laughs> well, it's less of a strategy game and more, which actually leads to the third point that you've been mentioning, the visual <laughs> improvisation. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. It is... Uh, sketchnoting for me is is an improvisation process because you do it in real time and you don't know what's coming. So mm -hmm. you, to some extent, have to trust the process and have to trust some uh, kind of strategies and patterns that you developed over time with how to deal with space, how to deal with the fact when you sketch yourself in a corner and have run out of space. How do you deal with visual hierarchy on the fly to note, mm -hmm. the, to mark the things that are more important to make them stand out and to kind of um, make the details a little bit more quiet and go to the background and all these kinds of things um, become uh, important to do them in real time and play with them and also be open to things not quite going as planned. And this means also that normally, so there is a, there is a relationship between the structure or even the timeline of a given talk and the way you lay, lay out the content in the, in the sketch, I guess. 
Well, <laughs> see, the 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 position, yeah. the physical position on the page is the thing you have least control yeah. over when you <laughs> sketch note because <laughs> so, yes, because you don't know is it going to be three topics or or is it going to yeah, be a linear exactly. thing? You know that uh, you don't, you just don't know it. So, um, so actually, spatial um, the spatial arrangement you should. You should just go with the flow and see when things are, when, when one thing is related to something that is already there, put it closer to it. If it's something completely different, put it a little bit further away. That's my rule of thumb. But the, but the thing that you can actually control, um, on the fly is making the different elements, um, uh, stand out in a different way. So working with all these, um, parameters that you use in data visualization as well. You can work with size, you can work with contrast, with color, with different uh, style of, of writing, you know, and, and, and uh, differentiate things and different levels of information um, through the visual hierarchy that you put into the, the pieces of information itself, which is much more effective in real time than trying to make a perfect structure or spatial arrangement that you can't foresee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and that's, I think, really fascinating. And again, really interesting cross-connection to data visualization, what you mentioned with the uh, more nearby things are more closely related, usually. And that's mm -hmm. sort of, it's a cartographic principle, yeah. right? And it the is. idea that, oh, that's like the first law of cartography is like, yeah, nearby things are, are more similar. And, and that's why I find the topic also so fascinating is that we all share visual language, but we sort of use it in, in different ways or we might have a different process, but then the underlying, of course, the humans perceiving it or reading it, you know, follow the same, the same uh, visual perceptions. Uh, I agree. And I always, uh, I always say that we, we, you know, we are visual creatures and, yeah. and all of our lives, uh, all of our lives we spend interpreting visual information and and pulling information out of the things that come in through our eyes hmm. and and we're really good at evaluating all kinds of relationships through visuals you know i mean spatial relationships how far or how close things are but also but also other types of relationships um can be expressed through through visual arrangement really easily you know when you think about a timeline and you have more distance between two points means more time is passing we, it's really easy for us to make this abstraction um in in the visual uh, by having abstract relationships um visualized as visual relationships mm -hmm. Um, or we think about something that is bigger as more important. Well, why is that? Because in our visual perception, when something is closer, it's bigger and we have to pay more attention to it because mm -hmm. it's right in front of us. So, um, you, we, we are using all these things day in, day in and day out. It's just, um, using them cleverly in your visual work is, um, is the interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like thinking about, okay, how could data visualization practitioners benefit from, from this practice? I think there's a, a very clear parallel there, a very clear lesson already. It's like, okay, if you do sketching, and then you have to be very clear about um, your visual hierarchy and, as you say, what belongs together, what's the mm. sequencing, you know, all these things that maybe you don't think about in depth uh, if you create more data visualization because you're so busy, like, thinking about the data and the statistics and the visual encoding, like, on a 
just the the data level mm. but forget about oh people will see this as belonging together because it's all in the top left you know and and mm. so on and i think in classical data with research these very fundamental things about how we read visual scenes and how we read an image just as an image so It's so fundamental that it's actually often forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's sort of the irony. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, like just from maybe your experience, how do you think could data people benefit? Let's say, let's let's assume we work not enough with pen and paper and not enough with paper. That's one of my working theories, at least. <laughs> <laughs> how could we benefit from from doing more? Can can you make it like a advertise it a bit? <laughs> okay. Um, Actually, I mean, uh, a lot of data visual, probably a lot of data visualization people, they also sketch as a first oh, step. Yeah, like, for absolutely. example, you talk, I mean, I mean, I mean, you talked about, I mean, uh, um, what is it? Uh, Georgia Lupi's and, um, the Dear Data uh, project Stephanie. from Dear, Dear Data. I mean, Stephen that is, yep. exa exactly. But also you talked about Nadi, uh, uh, Nadi Bremer. I mean, mm. I saw several of her talks because for some reason she always talks at the same conferences as, yeah. as I do. That's great. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, um, and she always, uh, shows her sketches as well and, and talks sure. about the importance of sketching and, um, I think the important thing, the good thing about sketching is it forces you to make certain decisions and think through certain decisions, which can easily get lost when you're just talking, you know, because mm -hmm. when you make a sketch, you have to put a line somewhere and, you know, <laughs> is it close or is it not that close? How long is it? How, which color does it have? How big is it? So you have to make all of these decisions when thinking through a problem. And I also think that if you want to start a superpower, one superpower, um, that is great is being able to sketch um, very simplified thumbnails of anything. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's a very good practice to, I don't know, you can look at an interface, you can look at an infographic or at a great data visualization. If you had to describe this to somebody who can't see it, but you have pen and paper mm -hmm. um, and you can sketch on a, on a little post-it, you could sketch it Um How would you sketch it just with a few strokes to describe it? What are the most important elements that you would put down? You know, what mm -hmm, are the mm -hmm. characteristics and, and what are the things that really matter? And getting an eye for that um, and being able to express that just with a very simplified sketch, that's such a superpower. It's like... It's like a journalist being able to um, to write an article, you know, in the pyramid style where you start mm. with the most important thing first and then you add details. And it's a similar aspect with sketching, you know. A really low fidelity sketch is like the, f the opening paragraph of a news article. It already summarizes the topic, but then you could also dive in and add more detail. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's all about capturing the gist capturing the essence yeah. and and when you want to capture the Simple essence <laughs> yeah you have to be you have to make actually the difficult step of deciding you know thinking about what is the essence what do i want mm. to say you know for whom am i actually saying this of or, or who's the audience and what do they actually need to know if i could only You know, if, if I could only tell them one or two things, what is the most essential? So that's also why I like the term visual thinking, because it's 50% visual and 50% thinking. <laughs> and it's actually yeah. the thinking is an, is an important part while sketching as well, because you're constantly uh, making decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, I think, as you said at the beginning, 
I'm actually pretty sure most most people working in visualization do 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 some form of sketching, right? And uh, mm. I certainly do. I, I now that I'm we are talking about this, I'm thinking, oh, how how, how do I actually do it? Because I never really reflect uh, reflected about it. And uh, I think one thing I notice is that in general, another really powerful role of sketching, at least for me, when I do it for designing data visualizations, is to is to discuss something with somebody else, and it's really really powerful, mm-hmm. right? And uh, this can be, I don't know, right in front of a whiteboard or on a piece of paper. But I think most of the time when I'm sketching something, it's because I want to discuss it with somebody else. And and it's really, really mm. powerful. I like that as well, especially for collaboration, because when you when you support the conversation with a sketch, you're actually creating a shared memory a shared visual memory and you and you don't have to keep everything in your head you know you you can actually focus on on what you're currently talking about without being afraid of forgetting what was before because Mm. it's actually visually in front of you and you can go back by pointing at something and saying oh should we try out something else here or maybe we forgot something there or um it's easier to spot gaps and patterns i mean like all the things that are the advantages of a final data <laughs> visualization as well you know you can see trends you can see gaps you can see patterns you can see outliers mm. and um the sketching is just the first the first step when things are not finished yet but just emerging yeah yeah mm-hmm. absolutely yeah and just discussing on a on a structural architectural directions level i think that that works so well in sketching right yeah Mm. Can I play devil's advocate a bit? So, <laughs> of course. I, yeah. So I, I have one, one always one problem with sketching in the database oh, yeah. context, and that is, on a on a on a sticky note, things often look totally fine. <laughs> it's like you you draw three bubbles. It's like, oh, we could have these bubbles here. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. And then you try it out with the real data, and it doesn't look amazing <laughs> at all. At all. Yeah. <laughs> or it just doesn't fit the data, right? And yes. And it's also something I always preach is that as a data visualization expert, you should sort of become a medium for the data and be, be sort of also inspired by the data, right? Mm. And is that maybe at odds with, uh, let's, uh, like a blue sky, let's, let's, let's go crazy on stickies approach that, that might be, might come out of a s- sketching session. Well, I think. Uh, using sketching at the right right point and also knowing when you have to go uh when you get have to go into the digital tool and then maybe come mm-hmm. back to sketching so the 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 point that you described you know you make first little sketches and little thumbnails and oh we could use these bubbles and that would be cool mm-hmm. then sketching is great for just capturing a few ideas what you want to try out so that you don't forget you know you have right, a visual right. trace of that and then yeah. you go into your data and say okay let's actually look at the data set and print out some i don't know tableau whatever visualizations what you mm-hmm. guys do <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and see what enough. see yeah. what sh- see what shape that actually takes yeah. and then you can take this thing and print it out and say oh, okay um mm. which shape does it have how that how can i maybe you know how can i get the story out of this shape you know mm-hmm. how can i mm-hmm. annotate it are there any thresholds that i can actually visualize or draw a line and say yeah. oh this is actually mm. very significant or are there some trends in there that i want to visually emphasize so so then again you can use sketching as a tool for 
quickly capturing a few ideas of, mm. of how you could treat that data. And then, of course, when you're refining it and shaping it, well, then you do that in a digital tool because you're much faster trying out, you know, different nuances of different colors or different scales in a digital tool. Yeah, yeah. Makes me yeah. painfully aware again that we have this total lack of tools for sketching. Yeah, with data. exactly. <laughs> so we have yeah. either sketching or data. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. yeah, but there are few in the works. But it's still we don't have the the finished solution yet. It would yeah. be amazing if you had a tool that that kind of plots you these graphs, and then you could yeah, right. get, go in with a digital pen and mm. and do you know draw mm. things in there or say or yeah. make this this should be bigger or change. I don't know. Yeah, I'd drag like, them around maybe, or yeah, yeah. Or do little anno or do annotations. I mean, one uh, one thing as well is, I mean, one thing is the pure data visualization, but the other thing that I see a lot in data visualizations that I find interesting is that they are actually storytelling pieces. Hmm. So it's an underlying data visualization, but then. Um, often there's a story piece on top of that where the person who made the data visualization decides, well, I pull out certain aspects of that and actually tell a story with it to introduce you to the data or to, um, mm -hmm. and for this aspect, I think sketching is really interesting as well because the storytelling is a way more curated thing where you go in with an intention mm -hmm. of actually telling a story that you discovered in the data. And how you want to tell it, I think sketching can help there as well. What the sequence should be of your story, what the layout or shape should be. Um, I think that can come in very handy as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're almost suggesting we could start on paper, just sketch visualization ideas, then try it out digital. And then maybe go back again and say like, okay, we print out the most successful digital versions and, and sequence them or annotate them again with, uh, with uh, sketching tools. Yeah, I, for, for me, when when I make things that are not uh, that are not sketches or illustrations as a final output, um, I often have several rounds of sketching whenever I need uh, whenever I need to think through a few options quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's it's like there's no just one point where you say now you sketch and now you do that i mean mm. every time you need to write an email you open your email <laughs> program and that can be at the beginning in the middle i mean it's just a tool <laughs> yeah, right 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i see already you always have a pen and paper nearby that's, that's uh, that yeah. becomes very clear <laughs> i get very i get very nervous if i don't have a pen and a piece of paper next yeah. to me yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's awesome. And, and as you say, it can become this universal thinking and recording tool if, if you, if you use it. And we haven't discussed this, but, but briefly with the Dear Data project, it can also really be a great format Fine. for the final yes. output, especially, or maybe let's discuss when, when do you think is sketching a good choice rather than like crisp, you know, digital graphics? Um, maybe also for data visualization products. What, what's your hunch there? Like, Well, is it in, a good good output format as well? In general, in in general, things things that are made by hand um, have more warmth because mm -hmm. you can still see the trace of the hand and the trace of the human in it. So, in general, they feel more relatable, more personal, and and warmer. Um, I think that's also why there's such a huge. Um, 
has been such a huge trend of everything which looks analog and hand lettering and everything mm -hmm. kind of crafty mm -hmm. because we live in such a digital perfect kind of streamlined world that we crave for things that look authentic or handmade yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if if this is important then then something handmade gets this message across way more. Of course, you can also lie with it. You know, you can kind of, <laughs> it can get kitsch. It can yeah, get really kitsch. Like and fake and authenticity. The exactly. Uh, authenticity. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. But, um, but at least, it, you know, like every tool you have to, you have to use it with the right ethics and the right, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and your own values. But, um, mm -hmm. but I think for, uh, for warmth and emotion and, 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 and connection between humans yeah. that's that's very good and that comes through in the dear data project as well because these are all visualizations of personal very personal moments mm. and days and and um actually yeah personal data right yeah there are so many approaches between digital right and analog i was watching yesterday this new video from financial times where they actually it's even a, a newer approach where they copy from an existing graphic manually copy the the actual trends that they mm -hmm. want to show i don't know if you saw it it's a it's a new one mm. it, and they discuss, and they discuss it, it as, they, as draw, they draw and it's a right? back and forth and it's sort of deconstructing okay. what's going yeah. on you know and and that's very yeah again it's also this active making yeah. sense of something as you yeah. work it out yeah. together that's that's very nice yeah it's, mm. it's actually very interesting that you say that because i think the the I call it the discipline of drawing while talking <laughs> is it, it's I mean, a whole thing. Yeah. Well, for, for for me for me it became a thing because I got really interested in this in this format of actually live drawing something that I'm explaining. Yeah, yeah. And, and in 2016, I, I gave a talk um, at oh, a conference yeah, that, yeah. that is called F Five Steps to Take Your to Change Your Note Taking, where uh -huh. I actually take people through the five steps that they can take from like taking normal notes to visual notes, mm -hmm. and I draw. I, I explain each point while I draw the point and ask people to draw with me. So at the end, they know what the five steps are. They practice them and they have a summarizing sketch note of how to do sketch noting, which is a bit meta. But, um, <laughs> but, but the idea of, of explaining something while you draw to it is super powerful. And when you can pull that off well, people are so engaged when they watch it because they can see your reasoning Uh, in front of their eyes and how you make an argument not only with words but also visually it's very powerful mm. yeah yeah it becomes yeah. a performance mm. as well like and then we're back also to the improvisation almost it's yeah like being the musician or conductor <laughs> or <the> craftsman <laughs> who does something in real time right yeah that's mm -hmm. true yeah 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 Okay, another genre, drawing while talking. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> a whole new thing. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned the talk, which sounds amazing. I'll definitely take a look at that one and we will put it into the show notes. Are there yes. more tips for people to get started? I know you have a few books out. If somebody's into yoga poses, for instance, I know that. <laughs> I know that yeah, one. that's... That's that's a little bit that's a little bit random, but uh, yeah, I I, I wrote Still a book. Interesting. Yeah. I wrote a book about how to draw 
yoga stick figures and yoga sequences. Um, but <laughs> that's very specialized. Um, <laughs> it's super niche. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, I, I think the most important thing, what I also notice when I do workshops is give people permission to do sketches that don't look great. You know, it's, mm -hmm. I, yeah. for me, the approach is really when I teach drawing, I like to call it pragmatic drawing. Because it's not about making it look great. It's really about um, serving a purpose, serving the yeah. purpose of thinking through something or explaining something to somebody else. Yeah. And that's the first thing you hear so often. It's like, oh, yeah, but I can't really draw. And it's like everybody can draw to some degree, right? <laughs> and, and even, I mean, talent is just something that makes it easier to get into it because, yeah. because you feel the difficulty a little bit later than everybody else because you have a little bit of an advantage mm. with from the talent. Yeah. But yeah. For, for me, sketching is really almost as fundamental a skill as learning how to write. And when children learn writing at school, not every child finds it super easy and has a talent for writing. You know, it's, it's, it's in the beginning, there's a bit of an effort and it's hard, mm. but we don't say, Oh, you don't seem to have a knack for writing. So you don't have to do <laughs> that. You know, oh, forget it. You're not, you're not the writing type. Um, so, so I think it, it's really worth getting over this uncomfortable hump because what you get on the other side is so high in value that it's really worth Worth pushing through this discomfort in the beginning. Um, in terms of starting, uh, I, I always think, especially when 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 you find it difficult to to, to get started, um, doing a workshop. There are so many workshops right now, also in in, in sketching and in sketchnoting. Mm. I'm I'm doing a two day two day <laughs> workshop in Milan in October, which is going to be a really good starting point. I could say <laughs> <laughs> the best starting point. Though. Well, it's uh, it's it, it's going to be a pretty good uh, it's going to be pretty good because we have the sketching basics and also. Um, then different structures for visualizing processes and um, uh, systems or uh, concepts. So mm. it's both, it covers both the visual sketching and the thinking side, which I'm quite excited about because it's a two day workshop. Usually I teach one day workshops. Mm -hmm. um, there are lots of great books. I actually do have a reading list that I can um, give you for the show notes. Oh, yeah, if, perfect. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Because books are always fantastic starting point. Mm -hmm. And um, and I put together something which uh, I have called the mini visual starter kit. So it's kind of a little cheat sheet with icons and some tips how you can start using these uh, when you uh, make meeting notes or notes um, uh, for project planning. So it's a very small introduction thing that is available on my website. So I can give you the link to that as well. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. And yeah, it's as you say, it's about the little steps and just <laughs> starting it. <laughs> yes. It's a process, you know, you have the rest of your life to get better at it. <laughs> True. That's the right <laughs> perspective. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much. That was fascinating. And I think, yeah, as I hope you have heard, there's so many cross connections that we don't really exploit yet properly. And I think there's a lot to be learned um, by looking at all these these cool techniques and just also making work more enjoyable <laughs> instead of always <laughs> clicking with your mouse. I agree. Um, that's one side effect. Drawing really makes me happy. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, little, little funny drawing on a little 
piece of paper can go a long way oh, in yeah. lightening up your day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, that was amazing. We'll put all this material in the in the show notes. So feel free to check out Eva's Lotta's site and all the materials we mentioned. And yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey folks, thanks for listening to Data Stories again. Before you leave, a few last notes. This show is now completely crowdfunded. So you can support us by going on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash data stories. And if you can spend a couple of minutes rating us on iTunes, that would be extremely helpful for the show. And here's also some information on the many ways you can get news directly from us. We're, of course, on Twitter at twitter.com slash data stories. We have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash data stories podcast, all in one word. And we also have a Slack channel uh, where you can chat with us directly. And to sign up, you can go to our homepage, datastory.es, and there is a button at the bottom of the page. And we also have an email newsletter. So if you want to get news directly into your inbox and be notified whenever we publish an episode, you can go to our own page, datastory.es, and look for the link you find at the bottom in the footer. So one last thing we want to tell you is that we love to get in touch with our listeners, especially if you want to suggest a way to improve the show or amazing people you want us to invite or even projects you want us to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And don't hesitate to get in touch with us it's always a great thing for to hear from you so see you next time and thanks for listening to data stories